That was just my synth test and drum test and not really a song or anything. I was just trying to figure out the uh, aftertouch on the synth and then uh, see if my drum lab is playing. But, uh, it, yeah, it was but still produced in uh, 2023. <laughs> so something new. Anyway, um, yeah, so I've got this, like, spidey sense that, you know, there's going to be an upheaval really soon. And um, I just want to make sure you understand, I think this one will fall on the side of, uh, you know, decent people and not, you know, perverts and degenerates and greedy assholes that steal all the money and, and you know, the shriveled old white boy club uh, of, uh, you know, of, of, of Kissinger and Soros and, you know, um, corrupted Jews and Gentiles, both. Nazis and uh, pedophiles and, and child traffickers and uh, torturers and, and cannibals um, who are empowering all this political um, sabotage against all people and, uh, you know, in the name of their God, Lucifer. And basically what the whole deal is, I, I mean, I can predict the whole thing. You know, I run down, check me, come back here and check it. Okay, numero uno. Since the whole point of everything that you see politically is rebellion against God, right, and, and the propping up of Lucifer to take over because God failed, okay? So that's the whole deal. That's, you know, I'm just going to put it all in a nutshell. That's like 100% in a nutshell. Okay. So, um, therefore, anything that would be godly, anything that would be you know, quote, normal, whatever. You know, when you hear these dumb, ignorant, uneducated uh, celebrities and, and, and uh, you know, misguided students and, you know, the so-called woke community who has no idea that their paychecks are coming from the, the, the people that brought you slavery, the people that brought you anti-homosexuality, if you want to get down to it, brought laws, sodomy laws, or the people doing the sodomy. But they can't get that far because their little minds don't go that far, okay? They can't understand that the LGBTQ movement is basically, it's a political movement of the establishment. Can I just say this enough? It's the very thing the kids are rebelling against, though they say, are the very people putting them up to it and paying them to do it. They also are telling the corporations to get with it and start creating these, you know, they're very big on the pride. Pride is not a grassroots thing. It's got nothing to do with homosexuality. Zero. Nothing to do with trans, uh, 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 you know, um, gender. Nothing to do with any alternative sex or anything else. Does have to do with pedophilia, but, but only in the sense of normalizing sex with children. The other, the other issue, though, is it's 100% political, and, it has, and these are the same people. Can I just say this? And I'm getting sick and tired of repeating it, but I'm going to say it anyway. These are the same people that ran you know, Hollywood in the 40s and 30s and 40s and run New York and run all this, this same mafia. It's the same people that... Uh, it's the same fucking people. I just can't believe how stupid people are. I just want to... You know, I just, it's all I can do not to laugh. A lot of times I find myself laughing in the face of somebody. I go, why are you laughing? And I'm like, because you're stupid. You think this is about you and your choice for who you have, 
you know, uh, closed door relations with, you're out of your fucking mind. It has to do with enslaving you, dumb shit. I can't you little, and I can't, you know, and then we have Jane Fonda. One of the biggest media whores in history. Trying to become the darling by saying, it's all white men. It's all white men. White men are causing everything. We should kill all the white men. Thank you, George Soros whore. Thank you, Klaus Schwab whore. Thank you, Bill Gates whore. Thank you, Epstein whore. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, whore of the corruptors. Anyway, the guys that brought you all this aren't lots of white men. They're the ones behind LGBTQ. They're the ones behind the transgender movement. They're the, you know, I'll give you a great example of one of them. His name is Larry Fink. And he may be a pedophile, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing, he's pushing all of it. He's telling corporations that they don't get in line and start pushing this stuff. Why do they want to do that? Do they do that in China? Hell no. Doing it in Africa? Hell no. Middle East? Of course not. Then, you mean here only? I mean, I'm, I, I understand the spirit of pride. I'm all for the spirit of pride. You know what I mean? To rebel, to be free. I mean, I get that. But that's not what it is. It's got nothing to do with that. I have against child abuse because most people that are abused or sodomized as children will commit suicide or will have trouble with the law or will wind up in, in some horrible strait somewhere. The, the majority do. So what they're trying to do is engineer it so that they're so accepted that nothing bad happens. Well, that's not the way it is. It's an internal thing, not external. Thank you. I just said it. <laughs> Hands are clean. I just said it all. I'm going to say it one time, and I'm not going to be repeating myself on this stuff. Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to be repetitive. I want to talk about what God is doing, not what they're doing. Because they always do the same exact thing every civilization. Oh, read your history of the Roman Empire. It's the exact identical same thing. What about the Ottoman Empire? What about the What about the Hun? So can you understand that? I mean, you do, but can you understand the frustration with having to be that repetitive? You know, 2002, I said a lot of this stuff about Satanism and about the rituals done and about, you know, killing babies and things like that, and which is old, you know, it's ho-hum. It's not even, oh, you're kidding. It's, it's like, meh. You know, yeah, they kill babies, they eat people, they, you know... They do, you know, they even have, like, uh, really weird rituals where they eat poop and stuff. But, you know, I don't want to focus on that. I have to repeat, that was, you're out of your mind, Z. Nothing like that happened. You're vindicated, Z. Everything you said is right. Uh, yeah. Remember that journalist, Liz Crokin? Well, remember how they tried to turn her into some kind of a, like a freak whack, you know, whacked, you know, because of Pizzagate? Well, she's vindicated now. And she's out everywhere, and she's got all kinds of evidence about things, and she's digging into things like uh, 
Epstein and the, the guy that owns the uh, Hyatt Hotel, you know, and, and uh, connections there with Bill Gates and, um, you know, th- those kind of conspiracies. And, you know, those are actual conspiracies, not theories, conspiracies. Bill Gates turns out to be the biggest criminal on the planet and also the most evil and the most disgusting human being ever to live. If anything needs to be exterminated, it's him, right? I mean, if you exterminate people based on character, right? Like, okay, let's say murder. Well, that he'd qualify for that, right? Let's say, you know, uh, you know killing people with vaccines, oh, he'd qualify for that. Uh, let's say pedophilia, oh, he'd, he, he was on Epstein's plane more than anybody else. You know, he's walking around like, you know, like he owns the place. It's, it's unreal. And he white. He's a white man. But everybody backs off. It's, a, it's like, yeah, because he signs your checks and you're such hypocrites. White man. So the white man is being blamed. The average white guy doesn't understand it. It's the white people who are having the people of color blame the white people underneath them. Because they've decided to get, you know, either get rid of the white people or subjugate them uh, for their own use. But it's all part of the overall slavery, which um, Kennedy warned about. So when I see, you know, now we're starting Pride Month up now. And it always was a government program. Isn't there any way we can, can't we just stipulate that, you know, the the entire Pride Month and all the LGBTQ, it's all a military uh, industrial complex program designed by white people who um, who have families, but, you know, m- most of them are pedophiles, to normalize the children to have access and to enslave the adults. Can we please, please, now that all the proof is out, can we please stipulate that? Please. So Hollywood is awash with um, really dumb celebrity. I mean, really, really. So you're talking IQ of like, you know, maybe 60 or 70, maybe 75. On people that get hundreds of millions of dollars for their film roles and everything else, and they can't, you know, they can't process tying their shoelaces. And the reason why that is, is because when you deny God, you lose half. You deny God, you lose half your mind. So therefore, why should I even argue with someone that has a half a mind? I shouldn't. It's a waste of my time. You know, you deny a creation, and you look at the cre- you look at the creation, and then you go, "Oh, well, no one created that." You know, you look at all the, the specificity and the complexity, and you go, "Oh, there, there's it just randomly happened." Okay, someone that does that loses all of their mental processing ability. So that's why they developed AI. AI is nothing. Zero, zilch, a nothing. It's a nothing burger. Elon, the Antichrist, Ma, uh, what's his name? Elon Munch. We call him Elon Ma, Munch. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens. Oh, yeah? Do they take me off the air? They may have taken me off the air. I was getting a little bit... Uh, I think I was getting a little out of control. Sorry. I don't mean to. I just, I get so tired, you know, because when I was talking about all this stuff when I was a teenager, you know what I mean? You know what happened to me. I did, 
bad stuff, you know, the, 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 the adults, the entire town, uh, the entire city, all the towns, they were all in, into it. They were all corrupted by it. I mean, pedophilia, human trafficking, um, you know, uh, you know, the mob mentality, the, the thing you see coming out today in the open, it was, it was, it's been like that my whole life. It just was hidden more. Now it's like coming out because they figure they've won and they expect you to accept it. Uh, anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. So here's the thing. The Lord is going to upheaval it all. He's going to disrupt it all. And I don't know whether that's a cyber attack or a... I don't know exactly what it is. And I don't... You know, whatever he wants to do is the Lord's business. The honor is the Lord. I'm... I'm for the Lord. But you're going to see that destiny is not shaped by people. It's not shaped by George Soros. It's not shaped by Klaus Schwab. These are, you know... These are just big villains you see in a Bond film. These guys have nothing to do with the future. Um, the Harari guy has got nothing to do with the future. His stupid book is is not even as intelligent as most comic books. So he has no no say in the future just because of um, arrogance and, and uh, pride and um, stupidity. They go hand in hand. So here's the thing. Who is going to shape the future? It will not be Elon Musk because he's... I mean, he may have a big go as... Uh, if he puts out free energy and tries to do a Tesla thing and become like the Antichrist, he's giving good gimmies, he's bringing, you know, all kinds of supernatural powers from heaven down to earth and, and really showing off and, you know, strutting his stuff and doing all that. That If that happens, that will last a short time. But there will also be the, re, the, the rebuttal and you know, the reproving of all that by the two witnesses. So for everything they may have up their sleeve, there's going to be, you know, a countermeasure. And, um, you know, God is going to play it out, you know, you know, and let's just get prophetic here for a moment. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is going to play it out. The Lord is going to, um, basically, uh, surprise people in the same way of David and Goliath in the same way of, uh, David and the Philistines, the same way of the Gideon's army, the same way of um, Moses in the desert, the same way as, you know, as, as, as God does, the same way as Jericho, right? It's going to be the same upheaval. And it's also going to be the, the beginning of the loud voice of the people of God coming together with one voice, singing the praises of the true God, i.e. Uh, the creator who created everything, including us. And his story, which is supreme, because his story will move destiny. Man's story won't. There's nothing that man will do that moves any destiny whatsoever, unless God uses a person to do something. And then, but that's God's will using a person as like a, like a extension of his will, and that does not count as man's will. Do you see where I'm going with that? Okay, so nothing man does will move destiny. Nothing man does can be self-governing. Man cannot govern himself. If, if, it's, if it's put into the, the power and position, man to govern, 
man will become corrupt rather than govern because that's just the way man is man is 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 weak human is weak human is stupid you know unless you are hooked up to the most high god you know the IQ I'm talking about isn't like how fast you can process ones and zeros like AI wow that's fast AI will turn out to be the biggest sham it'll be a bigger a bigger debacle than um, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel but it will have a great effect it's going to divide people and it's going to divide the sheep from the goats it's going to basically be used to divide who's going to be loyal to the machine and who's going to be loyal to the most high God and counting on him to get us out of here and when I say out of here, it doesn't necessarily mean off the earth. It means out of this configuration of idiots. Out of this configuration of, of, of you know, retards. Out of this configuration of perverts. Out of this configuration of thieves. Out of this configuration of murderers. Out of this configuration of, you know, all the same kind of people of, of these sort of, um, you know, um, milky toast, panty waist know nothing, weak-minded, you know, feminized males. And it's, they're right to say the white, it's the white race. The white man now, it's like, well, have at it. They can't even stand on their own two feet anymore. You know what I'm saying? But then, but hey, but if you think that, you know, a brown man or a yellow man or a black man or a red man is any more safe, uh, you can think again. It's a human that is the target. I just, and when I see on TV, like I see, I see a celebrity come on and start talking about this crap. Or I see an AOC who's e- easily one of the dumbest people that we've ever put in, in Congress, I think, or at least maybe even the stupidest. But look at the people that go along with this. Yeah, I'm not. Everything she does is based on virtue signaling. <clears throat> because she wants to please her, you know, her benefactor, her people that pay her. And the people that pay are these guys in Switzerland, Germany, you know, you know Davos, you know, the G20 out in Bali. Those guys. Yeah. They pay all the bills for they 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 they're the ones who formed LGBTQ before L, but do you know what LGBTQ was before it became that? It it was called the um oh gosh, it was called the um oh gosh. I mean I hope I'm not wrong on this. It was, it was called the Lavender Mafia. And they were the ones who decided who was going to be in and who was going to be out? Like, if you want to be in as an actor or something, you might have to do some knee time with one of them to get the approval. You know, that was that was the gate. They they were the gatekeepers of Hollywood. No one's going to be able to make that kind of money or do anything. They're also the gatekeepers for corporate for the corporatocracy for the global corporatocracy. Um, the world is run. You say by by you say by no. Technically, the world is run by om, omnisexual. Um, 
you know, pedophiles who uh, basically have always run the world. And so I don't understand where this, like, you know, the pride thing is, like, p- pushing against the oppression of the evil white man and and evil Christianity and, you, you know, the, the heterodoxy of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of, of Christendom and the, and the uh, you, you know, the... Uh, the whole, you know, the patriarchy, and you know, it's all a lie and a myth, and you know, humans are hackable animals. All that comes from, and that was all here in the time of Karl Marx, and that was all here back in the day, and that was all here back in the Roman Empire. That was all here over and over and over again, and it's called the fall of civilization, which is what's going on. So when you say, "I just can't believe it's that bold," it's like, well, what you're witnessing is the fall of civilization. And, you know, it's, it's fallen because of the wickedness of people that has now all come out into the open. So they bring it out in the open. They go, you either accept that or we're going to kill you. And we all get that same deal. And if you don't accept it, <clears throat> you could be, you know, your promise. I mean, Jesus promises you to be persecuted if you follow him rather than that. But, unfortunately, in America, like 90% of the Christians... Uh, follow the world and not Jesus. Why? Because they were brought up in it. They were brought up double-minded. They're all double-minded. You know, I mean, it was like, I, I went through, I looked at all, all of them. I looked at all the churches in L.A. I looked at uh, the Catholic and Protestant. I looked at uh, the black church and the white church. I looked at everything. And I can tell you that, that all of it was under control of double-minded. All of it was under control of Satan. All of it. The whole thing. So there's no point going there. And if you went there, then you were some kind of dupe or some kind of, you know, useful idiot or a tool. Same thing with Albuquerque. Same thing with Santa Fe. Get caught up in that whole Catholic thing, that whole Jesuit thing in Santa Fe. It's like, oh, there you go. Now give money, bitch, or you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, it's all about uh, power control. It's all about political power and control. And, And so... The LGBTQ cult is really a cult religion, but it's 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 nothing new. It's the same as the Lavender Mafia. And, you know, they want to recruit. They want, like, you know, all kids now want to go trans. They all want to transition, which, of course, is not even scientific. It's not even, it's got nothing to do with statistics. It's got nothing to do with anything. It has to do with politics. And it's white man politics because the white men are running it. And they're the ones running the black people. And they're running the, you know, the, all the people that think they're so progressive and liberal being run by conservative white men who love to torture and kill children. And it's just perfect. It's a perfect satanic play. It's just perfect because the people are never going to wake up. They're never going to wake up. They're never going to wake up. They're just dupes and fools and stupid and ridiculous. And I mean, imagine having to have one to talk to one. You know, you said, like having lunch, having a Starbucks coffee. Can you imagine? What are you going to talk about? Well, boy, the world certainly is bold today. I can't wait for our Pride event. We're going to really have a demonstration against uh, the Christian family and against white men. And it's really going to be great. Well, but you're white. Well, I don't, yeah, but I deny my whiteness and I'm a, uh, I become a servant of all colored people. And they can have anything that I've that I have through privilege. I, I give it to them, so I'm free. I've done my bit.
But I want to get back on the, on the topic. So God is going to upend all this. And here's the thing. I don't even want to talk about it because, see, what's going to hit them in the head really hard is they're not even going to see it coming. They're not going to see it coming. They're going to go like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me it was going to wind up here. Oh, but you played along. You took the check. You cashed the check. You took the money. You bought the house. You built your whole life on virtue signaling, your whole life on on all the edicts, whatever they said every week, they come out with a new one, you know, pro-vaccine, anti-white, this, that, lock these, you did it all. Now you suddenly see that you're the target. (laughs) Well, what have you done to prepare? Do you have any food? Do you have any medical supplies? Do you have any wisdom? (laughs) Well, we all know where that went. Better just keep your mouth shut, huh? So what are you going to do now, you, you, you marvelous genius, you? What are you going to do now that you, you know, the, the, the revolution that you wanted was really the, the corporate fascist of, of, of the white privileged fascist conquering the whole world and putting people like you in prison? What are you going to do now? Oh, I know you won't repent. Don't worry. I, no one's worried about you repenting. Believe me. Nobody thinks you're ever going to uh, acknowledge any kind of creator or anything like that. Nobody thinks that you will ever, ever, ever come to a a sensical conclusion. We all believe that you're going to keep on fighting and fighting the man and fighting the power, fighting the white privilege of Christianity, fighting it all the way back to the grave. We all know that if you could participate in it, you would kill every single human being down to the last man if they told you to, because you're a slave. And you do what you're told, and you don't question it, and you never will. And I predict that you won't in the future, but you will complain when you don't get your Cheerios. You will complain when you lose your seat at the stadium. You will complain when your kids get kicked out of school for no tuition. You will complain when things all of a sudden turn up empty in your bank account. You will complain. Until you will complain. But the problem is, you won't complain to the right person. Your maker. You won't complain and, and you won't be sorry for causing harm and damage. You don't care if those people hurt because you've been told they're evil. And they deserve to hurt. And you like it when they're crying and screaming and their babies have no milk and it's just the way it is. So welcome. You're about to join them all. Because God is not mocked. Do you understand me? Listen to me right now. God is not mocked. What you sow, you will reap. That goes for every last one of us upon this earth. Because God is a God of justice. God is a God of love. Because pure love means pure justice. Without that blood of Christ covering me, they might have just already drawn and quartered me because I mean, I certainly deserve it. I've been selfish enough. I've done enough sin. I've been narcissistic. I've been self-pitying. I've been, you know, in ill health too, you know, that I, I didn't have much faith that God would heal me and all kinds of things I've done. 
just my existence hurts other people. But your existence also hurts other people. The difference is I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, I am standing. I've been redeemed. You know, everything in the future has been redeemed, has been spoken for. He's standing before your honor, the judge. He said, here's your son without sin because of my covering blood. See, the blood, you don't understand this blood. This, the reason the blood is valuable is because it is the most valuable and rare thing that there is that in existence. And it is, is worth whatever price you want to say. It's worth everything. It's worth all the money, all the wealth, <clears throat> all the material things, all the people. It's worth everything that ever existed, one drop of that blood. And being covered by the blood, by saved by, by Jesus, which is why Jesus came, what it does is it reinstates us. And then... You know, it's, is there any other legal mechanism for reinstatement? Can you think of another mechanism for reinstatement? Can you think of another legal uh, argument for reinstatement other than the blood of Christ? Because it is a legal argument. You come in as a slave. Can you think of anything else that is as valuable as that that could buy your freedom? And I, you know, and I, you know, anybody? Of course not. You will never refute the fact that the blood of Christ, a drop of it, even the concept of it, is worth everything there is in monetary value. Therefore, there is nothing on earth and if Jesus wanted to uh, purposes to redeem, really Jesus' purpose is to make me Christ. And I am Christ. No, I'm not going to form a cult to go become like the Christ guy, no. But I'm Christ under the, under the covering of blood of Jesus. I'm Christ. God sees me as just, you know, his son. He sees you the same way. It's a, they, you can't explain it to the world. They will never understand a paradox like that. They can't. It's too far above their heads. Their little minds cannot simply process that kind of, you know, any kind of paradoxical or any kind of, like, information that's not like 2 plus 2 is 4. They can't do it. Now, I've tested them. They, they, they have no... Um, you know, they may have had the ability to process information when they were young, but then when they turn their hearts hard against the Lord, they cut, they don't realize you turn your heart against the Lord and then you cut off half your intelligence. So with half your intelligence, you know, the, the trouble with that is downward spiral. You can't figure out the Lord then or that you have to repent. You start, you know, the Lord gives you over to it. You become a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is a mind also that's low in IQ. A reprobate mind is a carnal mind, a mind that thinks, oh, I'm horny, I need to fuck. Oh, I'm, you know, hungry, I need to eat. Oh, I'm nervous, I need to be intoxicated. I mean, my flesh wants this. My flesh wants that. And that's all you think about. Christ and the, the redemption of the blood 
And the blood consciousness and what it does when you become Christ is you, you, you know, transcend your carnality. Because any, if, if, a great example is Paul. I know why they try to put Paul out of the Bible because they try to call him the Antichrist. He wasn't one of the disciples with, with Jesus and all that. Wrong. Paul is the guy who's one of the worst people on earth that God chose to show what redemption looks like. A guy who would go out and kill Christians for fun. A guy who felt that the flesh was it. And a guy who, no doubt, was totally into the pedophilia and the, you know, torturing people. And, you know, basically, you know, uh, peak Caligula, you know. Totally peak Caligula, Paul. In addition to being a smart-ass lawyer and a, you know, a, a wicked tongue. Which God used that talent as well. And he completely transcended the flesh. Because flesh was all he worshipped. I mean, he was into all the, you know, for a while, the Greek gods. He was into the, you know, he was into, uh, you know, uh, uh, Judaism for sure. But he was also into all the philosophies going on. He loved to argue philosophy, you know, with anybody on Mars Hill, with anybody. Anything, you know. He loved to go up against the, the, he went up against, uh, what did he go up against, the... uh, the Stoics, he went up against a few different people in the Bible, but I mean, I imagine this guy went up against lots of people that maybe accounts that aren't written. But he loved to argue. You know, he's a lawyer type guy. And he makes great arguments. But uh, the ultimate argument is this. When he spoke to the Romans, he said, you know, the creation is evidence enough of a creator. Anyone who denies God is a fool. Anyone who puts material objects above God is a, a double fool. And somebody that's that's not, you know, that you 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 know, there's no point in, there's no way, there are no words that can be exchanged when you're talking about a fool like that. So, one of these fools is a guy named Rupert Murdoch. He's one of the biggest, dumbest fools that ever lived, ever. Now, he may have a billion dollars because he's been very dutiful and he probably sacrificed his sons already anyway because they're like Tweedledum and Tweedledee, right? They're stupid as hell. And everything gets measured on how successful your business is. Well, he didn't have to work at that. You know, Satan was his guiding hand. He's coming out of what, uh, you know, deep, 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 deep into Scottish Freemasonry. <laughs> the deeper you go with that, again, the you know, you can just click off those IQ points. Ka-ching, ka-ching, you know. When I say IQ, I mean a person sits down on a cliff overlooking the ocean and ponders and wonders and goes to the library, checks out a book. He looks at people's arguments about the ontological argument. You know, he spends a lot of time on the ontological argument trying to figure out what he thinks about the world and what kind of place is this and where did I wind up and who are my parents and who are my children and what's this job all about and what's this world? And then they realize that the entire their entire life is artificial. It's all one big sham. They're just they're they're complete slaves. That goes for every everyone in America is a slave, basically. So, 
you know, I, I remember John McAfee was talking about getting out of your slavery. And uh, McAfee was not a big Jesus guy or anything. He wasn't, but he, he said that, you know, and he had no solution, except he knew what the problem was. Because he'd spent a lot of time thinking. And I don't think he denied creators so much that he just didn't, you know, he didn't go there. He became a cult leader for a while, had a bevy of women with his yoga retreat in Colorado. He blew like $90 million on that. Then he took $10, 10 million of his winnings, uh, and he went down to, uh, what was it, Costa Rica? And he started to develop, he wanted to develop drugs that were, that could get you high. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I'd like another coffee, I think. There more. Okay. Uh, he would, uh, you know, uh, drugs that would get you high. And then he had some strange proclivities, apparently, with, uh, scatological type uh, sex things and he loved guns as well he loved to uh, he supposedly murdered his neighbor because of murdering because of killing his dog and he took retribution by killing him he was a he was a wild man bigger than life um, a cool guy and also a dangerous guy and a, you know exasperating guy but the one thing he said was you know I'm trying to tell you something you know love doesn't need power he says Love doesn't need power. In fact, let me see if I can just play it for you. I have it over here on an iPad. Maybe I can uh, get to my... Uh... Hello, let's see. My medication makes me feel like a zombie. It won't be for... Well, yeah, this one's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Oh, look at that. I've got celebtards on my feed. Where is he? Here we go. You'll have to listen through the speakers, though. I don't have it hooked up directly. Uh, humans are... Why does power corrupt? Let's take a look at the human species. Uh, humans are compassionate and loving, gracious, kind, generous people. Uh, we are simultaneously greedy, jealous, envious, angry. We're a mixed bag. And if you give one of the human species power, which part? of ourselves uses it. Love? <laughs> Love <laughs> does not need power, people. It flowers from the heart. Grace? <laughs> Grace certainly uh, needs no power. Compassion, generosity. No, these are simply things that flow uh, from our good nature. What uses power? Well, <laughs> Greed uh, certainly needs power, doesn't it? If you have enough power, you can take any fucking thing you want. Uh, anger. Oh, anger definitely would love some power, but would it not? <laughs> Envy? Well, with power, uh, whatever your envies of, you can duplicate uh, on your own. No. 
it is that negative, unsocial, not life-supporting part of the human animal that needs power. Nothing else needs power. And so we give people power over others through government, through military, and we expect uh, <laughs> them not to be corrupt. Wake up, people. Be very cautious who you give power to. Thank you. Well, that was pretty tame, but, uh, yeah, you get the idea that, um, you know, pretty wise words, uh, love doesn't need power. That's right, that love is the power. Love is God. God is love. Uh, but all this avarice, jealousy, anger, uh, wanting to get the other guy, wanting to win, all this stuff, you know, these, these emotions that uh, pit one against the other, uh, not only do they need power, but we also give all of our power to the government and to, to others that set up these little neighborhoods. Because I was just looking at all the neighborhoods, I'm thinking, why do we have these neighborhoods with these streets lined up X, Y, and Z and, you know, little two-car two, two garages and, you know, the exact same house and these tracked home developments all over the place. There's no need for that. That, that shows slavery. Only slaves would live there. An individual would get a find a you know your dream home. I'm sure is not contingent upon having somebody four feet away from you. So it's just it it's it's this conditioning, and so as I look at the human population, I see that they're all conditioned to to want one thing to to want to be told what to do, and to do what they're told to do, and to get a paycheck for doing it. And it seems like that conditioning is going to be permanent and nothing's going to break it the only thing that can break that conditioning is when god brings upheaval which is coming and it will be a surprise because this up next upheaval will favor the will favor his people not the uh, you know the corporatocracy the illuminati the the bilderbergers the uh, whatever you want to call these you know reprobate uh, criminals uh, it will not benefit them. In fact, they'll be shocked by it. And most likely, well, who knows what they'll do. You want honey? Okay. They'll be shocked by it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's about time. Because we've gone too long without there being a supernatural event that, you know, when there is one, these are the first people that, you know, fall down in awe. And they're just in awe. And, you know, and they, they just wish that they had control over it. So what they do instead is they get control over you and then punish you. And they do this in front of the creator as if to say, you see, you're not going to do anything to me. I can have my way with them. I can kill hundreds of millions of them. You won't do a damn thing. I can poison the sky. I can poison everything there is. And you have not a word to say about it. I put Bill Gates in charge, the biggest reprobate that ever drew breath, and you can't say a thing. And Epstein and Epstein Island and Zorro Ranch and Hyatt and, you know, whoever the rest of them are, Larry Fink and all the rest of these enslavers running the slave trade. And the people will end up loving their servitude. As Aldous Huxley said, 
People love their servitude because they're just no damn fucking good. They love their servitude. They want to be told what to do. They're never going to take the initiative and come up with anything creative on their own. They're going to just fill the box. They're going to just model what they think is the right thing to do, to say, to think. And, you know, people are going to be all so cautious about pissing off the ones who write the checks or the ones above them or the ones who, anywhere in the hierarchy. So they're all going to obey and behave. But as Maccabee says, you got to find a way out of that. As Jesus says, you have to find a way out of that. The only reason that for, for Jesus says you get persecuted is because you're no longer of the world. In other words, they can no longer count on you being controllable. So they persecute you as a result of that. It's that simple. And that can go for, you know, because Jesus works through all the religions and all the stuff just like Satan does, even if it's not the right rhetoric or the right thing. Um, it's always the people that it's always the people that are not conforming that see this problem, that are breaking out to be mavericks and to be free thinkers and to be, you know, truth tellers, to be freedom seeking, freedom loving, and love just loving people, people who who love. The people that get trapped in the system become uh, jealous, angry, uh, very angry and jealous of their neighbors, and they, you know, you you just have to realize if you really want to break out of this thing, you've got to go it alone. You, you, you're not going to... Your friends are going to fall away. And that's because where you're going, only individuals go. You know, you can't take your whole family with you. You're not going to take your company with you. You're not going to take people even that you think are of like mind. They may not be ready to go when you go. There is no such thing as collective salvation, folks. When you get the call of the Lord, you just, you know, happily go because you're the, the, it's really like going on an adventure. The things you're going to see, the things you're going to witness, the things you're going to do are going to be so satisfying that you won't mind. Being, you, know, you, you know, just being the odd man out is like being persecuted. You know what I mean? If you're like, the whole crowd is like, you know, wearing blue, but, you know, you're wearing green. You know what I mean? You're going to be persecuted just for that. But that day you felt like wearing green and you didn't pay attention to what the others were doing. So in a sense, you're free and they see that and they get jealous and they can't stand that either. Now, if you go out and you make money doing something where you're, you know, using your own efforts and your own resources to produce a result... Uh, then they get really mad because then they feel like you know you're 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 attacking them. They had to conform. They had to take that job. They had to do that. 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 And so they get mad at you because you dared to break out and and see what there is to see in the world and go where God you know, look at what God wants to show you. I've been led recently to um, dive into novels and I've been diving into some. Real interesting novels. I'm reading a Michael Connolly novel from the 90s called Poet, The Poet right now. And it's the Poet. The Poet. And it's about Denver, you know, Denver PD and a and mystery and a, a mystery killer. 
pretty straightforward, pretty simple story, but uh, very you know satisfying. It's it's something that uh, I, I I tell you when I you know, I consider a lot of the phraseology, the phrasing he's using, and the metaphors and the similes, and you know my writer mind is kind of saying, oh, how do you come up with that? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's clever. You know what I mean? And it's really giving me something to be stimulated about. You know, to, to, to be enthusiastic about, I should say. And that's part of not falling into slavery, of just sticking on Netflix and letting them program me. I tried to watch Prime, you know, from where I'm at in my hotel thing here. I'm trying to watch Prime. And what I'm finding out about Prime is that, you know, they've got some some interesting indie films that are just like, you know, you know, swirling around in there. you got to look for them. But I'm even happier reading a book. So it's, you know, so that's kind of, inf- you know, informative. You know, I'm happier. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like watching movies, too. I like, enjoy watching a, a decent movie. I saw one the other day called, what was it called? Uh, Transfusion. And, uh, you know, it was like you have to dig it out. You know, 2019, 2020, you know, rounded down there. Low rating on IMDb, even if it's perfect. Oh, yeah, this one was like, um, I think it was like a 4.5 or something on IMDb. And then we look at the uh, the uh, direction, the acting. Um, it's um, It seemed Australian to me, but it might have been uh, Brit. I'm just trying to think of the... Uh, Sam Worthington. You know, he was an avatar. He was the lead actor. Did a tremendous job. Um, yeah. Flawless performance, didn't you think? Yeah. And uh, really a joy to watch. And director kept coming up with great choices. Just had some great characters. Just wonderful, real down to the basics of storytelling and acting and dialogue. And, you know, just, just, just you know, solid. So I give it, like, at least a 7.5 or an 8. You know what I mean? And then you, <laughs> I give it a 10 for um, no mistakes. And what happens? The public you know, attacks it. You know, like they, they attacked us. We had a critic uh, come up to uh, our director, Larry Wade Carroll, at the screening of uh, Quantum Devil, and he was all happy with the movie, and he... He loved the fact that we did Kubrick in the movie. We did a we did the duel the duel from Barry, Barry Lyndon appears in the. You have to wait till the end to see it, but it's pretty cool. So he couldn't believe that that, that we did that, and he was tell, telling Larry, um, you know, I see they attacked you on IMDb. I'm going to do something about that. So he he's going to go in there and try to straighten them out. <laughs> I tried to straighten them out. I couldn't. I, I, I tried my best, but they were just they were just after me. And the reason they came after us, folks, is because of um, political incorrectness, cancel culture. We had already won seventy five awards, so you know we already won Best Picture at Prague, which is probably the best. Even Tony Timpone recognized that as being you know that, that that's like on the same you know that's like. Um, Venice or something. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And I think it was Best Picture. I think Larry won that. Or Best Director. I'm not, I'm, I can't remember exactly now. But, um, you know, it was a big deal. So they they on IMDb know better than Prague. 
right? Whether it's good cinema or not. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to go there. This was a guy that was a certified critic from Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know his name. But he... Um, he uh, he was going to go defend it. But see, a lot of people, these people, the new strategy now is we bundle the book, Girl Next, with the DVD. We don't have the shopping cart up yet. Um, that's because we, have, we haven't had time to get it going, but um, we will. And you should be able to get that book and DVD. I'd love to be able to have a supply chain where I could get you this stuff, but I just don't. It's coming soon, you know, we just have to be patient and hopefully once things get up and running, if I can find an American publisher here to kind of, you know, help push the book or I'm not sure, something, because it's it's really if you see the movie and read the book, you're going to have this great experience and then you can look forward to the next thing, you know, what the next thing is. Um, um, but again, we have to figure it out because shipping is expensive. And there's a lot of reasons why we're not ready ready for prime time yet, and it's okay. I, I, if I, you know, at this point, I just give them all away. <laughs> you know, I've kind of given up on the idea of it being profitable. But um, you know, but I get, but you know, I I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, that's not really my forte. Um. But the book goes into things and character, and we'll, we'll get some feedback from people that are out there, and hopefully they like it, and hopefully they'll they'll they've, they've got their signed copies, and you know a lot of them were you know when I was on my cane and I could barely stand up, they were clamoring to get more signatures because, but I disappeared, I, I couldn't stay there. We wheeled you out. I had to be wheeled out in a wheelchair, so. Um, I needed the wheelchair not so much because because of the medication. My my back went out in two places. Um, you know, as I was dealing with this, uh, uh, I don't even know. We'll see this week what they have in store for me. Uh, I think we're going to go Thursday. Yeah, Thursday we're going to deal with the uh, doctor and see what he has to say. Uh, aside from the medication, which I don't like. Um, the, um, yeah, what I don't like about American medications or these medications is a lot of them make you drowsy and my life depends on being up and going, 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 you know what I mean? It depends on being, you know, like, like cognitively, uh, uh, unimpaired. So right now I'm like kind of forcing it. But I am probably about, mm, I'd say about 75% more alert and cognitive and intelligent than I was a couple weeks ago where things were all slowing down and all falling down. My blood pressure was going up and everything was slowing down. It was like, it came pretty close to uh, the big uh, D. But it didn't happen. And I still have, you know, some symptoms though that are worrisome. And then it got me on this... uh, antibiotic which I think is causing me problems and I did complain about it a little bit but they didn't change it they I've got to finish the course which I think finishes on Friday and uh, I would like to well 
Yeah, it's 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 going to be like yeah, you know, it's, it's the thing about personal health is, you know, I really worked my ass off trying to stay ahead of all this stuff, and I failed miserably. I misdiagnosed myself. I mistreated myself. I mis uh, I misprescribed myself. Um, you know, and I, I I you know had a whole bunch of issues going. When I go, gee, you know. Why am I gaining weight if I don't eat anything? You know, stuff like that. And it's like, and you look it up online and, you know, it's like, go see the doctor. <laughs> go to the emergency room. Anyway, much better now on the other side, but I am, you know, kind of suffering under this medication. What is the name of it? Uh, Tamsilosin. Tamsilosin. Um I got some news back that my bladder was not infected. Then we talked about the stretching of the bladder to to hold about thirty five pounds worth of uh, urine. Well, like forty. Forty pounds. Yeah, because you you have to take into the blood that came after the. Yeah, the blood that was like three or four. Yeah, just, um, yeah, uh, it's, you know, all of that happened because I, um, because I had been treating, you know, I've been treating myself with like a kind of a ketogenic way of eating. I've been drinking mainly, you know, vodka because that's, that's, that helps the flow. You know what I mean? That's what the urologist will prescribe vodka. If you're going to have to drink, drink that. So I thought, oh, I'm in the clear, and uh, and um, you know, I think what happened to me was that over the years, uh, things backed up. You know, despite the fact that everything seemed normal on the outside, I was going, and I was, you know, I, you know, I was uh, eliminating, but it was never enough, I guess. So now the the thing is, is they want to, uh, they, they've decided they're going to just um, make sure that never happens again. And, uh, you know, so for that I'm suffering. <laughs> There's definitely suffering involved because of that, you know. And uh, But anyway, yeah, they, um, they, they told me the other day, the doc said, you know, you have the world's record. I said, yes, I have the world's record for urine retention. There is no... I, and look carefully through all the books and everything. I don't think you're going to find an example like me. <laughs> and and uh, so that's a funny subject right now. But, um, you know, that was it. Uh, as far as, you know, I, I know Frankie was out there talking to me about keto and keto burning and burning... Uh, he's got some keto product and you can eat carbs and yet... Um, when he urinates, it turns the keto strip, uh, whatever color it's supposed to turn it. And to show he's got ketones going, like if you're doing a low-carb uh, fast or whatever. And, I, you know, I'm not sure that's the, really the right way for me. I think I'm more like, um, you know, I think, I'm, I, I, think, I think I made a mistake in that way. I don't, I don't think I can really digest uh, a lot of this kind of meat and stuff. So we'll see. The reason I mentioned Frank is because he and I used to talk all the time about our diets. 
and about he found the way or he found or I found the way and he's done a very good job keeping him you know keeping himself uh, on the lean side and um, anyway I don't know I I'm really don't know you know I, people have all their theories I don't listen to anybody anymore you know if it works for you then that's great you know what I mean? If you find a product that works really well for you, that's great. I'm not going to make my mind up until I try it. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to drop it. For supplements, I take very little. Almost none right now. Um, you know, a multivitamin, uh, that's about it. And, uh, and the reason why is because I don't want to complicate the medication or anything else that I'm taking with, with that right now until I can get beyond at least this antibiotic treatment you know, which ends this week, and then, you know, see if I can drive a car again. But, um, I'm convinced, though, that there's a way to, um, not just that God will restore me, which he will do. What's that? This has been helping. Okay, the Pain MD from InfoWars. Yeah. I don't know what's in that, but that does help. It's all natural it's herbs and stuff. Well, good to have that on board. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's kind of the aftermath. I'm kind of waiting around for another appointment, and um, I don't know what's going to happen. So we don't know. I'd like to be on my way home eventually. <laughs> Everyone wants to go home, and um, I would love to, you know. To, to go home and, and uh, it's been a you know it's been a very very uh, difficult trip to say the least because it's been very hard to get around and um, you know not the least of my worries is my back back issues which are very severe you know to the point then dizzy and back and all that stuff and you know winding up in a wheelchair and then a cane and you know it's terrible it's, 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 it's terrible but it is in a sense my fault and it comes from my own mistakes it really comes from my own mistakes and my own being stupid you know I mean I talk about low IQ and I kept praying to the Lord I kept asking Lord you know, which way and I think finally just as the Lord does it got blended in with this uh, convention this frightmare thing and which was a very successful convention, to say the least, and um, very exciting. Very, you know, but I, I couldn't really totally participate. But you know, very exciting, and um, that that coincided with the doctor appointments. In other words, it, all the two things dovetailed: doctors first, and then that second. And then you know, at first they didn't want to let me; they wanted to put me in the hospital, not let me go up there to Dallas, but then they did, and then, you know, that's because my kidney function was still, you know, still functioning, so I was able to go up there, but, uh, no, it's been a, a real nightmare, and I have not really complained about it, because you can't, when you're mid, when you're mid-stride, you can't complain, because if you start down that road, you're going to really feel bad, you know, and I don't want to feel bad, you have kind of, like, with your teeth and you got to, you know, just decide you're going to go through it. So that's what I do. And I'm able to tolerate pain, 
you know, a lot better than most people. I, I, I've never been one to take pills just to cover pain up. You know, I get still. I'll get in the corner and I'll get still and I'll ask the Lord to help me get through it. I might take something, you know, easy like an herbal uh, herbal uh, painkiller or an aspirin, you know, something that will help. But I realize that the, the body can heal best if we don't pollute it with lots of drugs and, you know, you're not going to be able to feel good all the time. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. It's uh, it's not like people are beating a path to my door to hear what I have to say. Because I've kind of, you know, it's interesting. I'm going into another period now where we have, it, it's like I call this, you know, the prophetic movement of God. Like God's going to be doing things. So, so the first thing up is God's going to make surprises on the earth. There'll be surprise things that benefit his people that will be seen as awful to the elites. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's almost like the walls of Jericho. It's like on that level. So that's what I think God's going to do on, on a high level, low level, medium level, and different levels. You know, in addition to healing people and, you know, healing me and healing us. And, um, but I do believe you're going to see upheaval in politics. You're going to see upheaval in uh, media, big time in media. You're going to see a big upheaval in um, celebrities. I mean, people that hate their audiences. You know, I mean, this is, this is a practice that got started earlier on where people get so arrogant because they're famous that they look down on their audience. And we, that's not America. That's, that's, that's like, you know, Soviet Union or something. It's like, I don't even know what that is. That's some like vaudeville in the Banana Republic or something. You know what I mean? With, that's not something we, we, you know, if someone gets lucky enough to be a star and to make that kind of money, they need to be gracious. And, and we, we, we used to be that way. Um, you know, and, and I got no problem with people that, that you know, that they, they've been successful and they realize that other people have struggled very hard, equally as hard, and it didn't happen for them. And to have compassion on everybody and, and to realize how special they are, how unusual it was to, to choose one but leave the others behind, you know, and, and realize there's going to be hostility and everything else and jealousy, but then to be able to, to, to um, uh, you know, mitigate that and, and still be loving toward and appreciative toward the audience. You know, I mean, this we're talking like big stars or big, you know, like, I guess, big pop singers, you know, the Lady Gagas of the world, the, the Madonnas. The, instead of making it all about them, um, you know, there used to be this appreciation. But people knowing that, well, without that audience, I wouldn't have made it. Well, in some of these cases, the audience had nothing to do with their making it. And that's why you're not seeing them with appreciation. Another one's Ariana Grande and how she reacted to the incident in Paris. Not too well. Um, I mean, I, I don't care. I'm just saying, you know, if someone gets a chance to make $100 million, I think they should have some grace. I think that the, the okay, I think that the people, that the, the producers, the managers, whoever got her or him or her in that position, you know, the, you know, Justin Timberlake or whoever else it is, whoever got that person in that position they need to remind those people that, you know, without an audience, uh, you know, rating or participation, they wouldn't be, you know, they're very fortunate to be there and, and very unusual because most everyone that tried, even harder than them, never made it and wound up, you know, some bankrupt, sick, hurt, 
and um, it's com- completely unfair. Censored. Yeah, yeah, censored. A lot of really great, talented people have been censored, not allowed to participate, even though they have the talent. And um, they need to be a little more gracious, you know. And the, the idea of you know arrogance in America is just doesn't work. It's not who we are, you know. It's well, it's who some are in America. They're arrogant and they're they're. Um, perverted, arrogant, and they're, they're, they're brash about it, and they, they you know, they, they want to put a middle finger in God's face, and that's all they want to do. And it's interesting to me that people in that camp a lot of times hate their audiences. You know, it'd sort of be like, you know, the Foo Fighters making you get a jab before you come to the stadium, you know, to, to prove you're a slave, like they are. And I, I'm sick of people, you know, the other thing is I'm sick of people giving these accolades to celebrities, like worshiping them like the golden calf. They're just people. You know, we've, they're just people. It's really not, a, they're just people and the media's made them into this. And so it's not even, it's not even something real. And to react that way is, is terrible. But that also creates a, a, a milieu of hostility between audience and performer. And that even go, that goes also for the movies when they rope off a place and here's 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 George Clooney don't go near him don't touch him you know here's the bodyguards you know, like he's some kind of a political figure um, and then he and he's going he's going with it he didn't care you know he just won't even look at his fans let's say I'm I'm just using it I'm not saying he doesn't I'm just example uh, it is disgusting. And these people do need to be retrained. And the fact is, the fact that they were allowed to make that kind of money by somebody who's a white guy in a three-piece suit, okay? You hear me? You hear me? All you accusers? By the white guy in the three-piece suit who makes that celebrity happen. Uh, You know, if that's the case then it's corrupt anyway, except the public, you know, still has to keep that person going. So there still needs to be that appreciation, even if it was corrupt. And if it is corrupt like that, then a good person should come forward and say, you know what, I don't deserve the fame or the fortune. I didn't earn it, okay? They made me do bad things. I'm a child of the damned. I'm a child of Satan. I'm only going to mess you up. I don't want to be, I know you all love me and you all want me and you all think I'm great and you think I'm a real cool guy, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm invented. I'm made. I'm corporate America. I'm the corporate world. I'm a fascist. I'm a Nazi. I'm Klaus Schwab's, you know, blonde, blue-eyed son. Can you understand that? Okay. Well, I'll play this 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 video for the or this uh, podcast for the people that you know are stuck in that. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Now I'm feeling better. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> I'm feeling better. I just went off this, you know, this 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 antibiotic, and I got to find another medication for the uh, for the continued. You know, you've been pretty patient. Yeah, it's it's but it's you know I haven't stopped I haven't stopped to just assess just what kind of damage this has done to my uh, 
my outlook on life. I've, I've been kind of in this holding pattern, you know, just kind of like gritting my teeth. But gritting my teeth does work. All right, everybody, you have a great day. You have a blessed day. You have a blessed healing. If anybody who's in concert with me, praying for me to heal, you're being healed too. Just remember that. You pray for me to heal, you're being healed too. I pray for you to heal, I'm being healed too. Lord, we just pray for each other, healing. We just pray for healing, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray for healing for all the listeners and everyone who listens and everybody who either believes or doesn't believe, Lord, that the healing would actually bring souls to you, Lord, which is the ultimate healing. In Jesus' name, amen. They were apart from their outposts of power, gained from the destruction of innocence.
present time Man can become one of them Through free will Through free will